Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Be Absolute podcast, where it is absolutely okay to be you, absolutely okay to be real, and absolutely okay to be great. Uh, at this point, you should know, you should already know, it's your, it's your, it's your boy Pat Jr. as the host of the Be Absolute podcast, and we are in the midst. I think this is like the halfway point, Taylor, right? Sounds about right, yeah. Uh, for the Making the Mold series for my album, um, Goldfangs on Sunday, uh, that came out on July 7th. If you haven't heard it by now, I'm not upset. I'm not disappointed. This is a perfect time to listen to it after this podcast. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> or before, and then you mm-hmm. can come back to this podcast. Um, but yeah, I am excited today uh, because I we have, a, we have a special guest on today. Um... The producer uh, for Godly. This is the Godly episode. Um, and first of all, let me just lay the ground very quickly. Um, this is probably going to be my favorite episode because of where this dude is, like in my heart. Hmm. Um, I we met virtually years ago um, through a mutual friend of ours who, as he he passed. Um, and so, like, yeah, we, we met virtually, and then the first time we met in person was for my I Thought I Knew project. Like, we started producing that. And the first time we met, and it wasn't awkward because I talked to this dude, like, every day. Mm. Um, he is a mentor to me, my big brother, um, incredible, like, in my opinion, this is, but I feel like it's true, and I will debate anybody who tells me otherwise. And I have debated other people. <laughs> he is the best producer, like, in the world Ooh. to me, <laughs> and nobody can tell me different. <laughs> um, I got my my homie, wow, uh, what D pressure. Steel, huh? Pressure, said, wow, come what, on, what man. <laughs> whoa, whoa, D Steel, man. What's what's up, bro? What up, man? How are you? I'm doing good, man. Tell the people about yourself, cause I, f- people, I think the the local people who came to the, um, the listening, cause he actually flew out to the listening session at Cam for oh. I thought I knew. Oh, nice. Cause he was like, man, I gotta come to this. Yeah, one. that's yeah. He had to be there for it. Yeah, and so like I, you know, he came out. He got to meet some of my homies then, but. Tell the people like who you are that are listening to you, maybe for the first time. Oh, uh, so weird doing this. Okay, so uh, <laughs> my name is so my my real name is Daniel Steele, uh, but I go by D Steele because everybody confuses me for a, a romance novelist, and um, uh, but also like you know, I I like to I like the way DSTL looks as far as font, yeah, and letters. So I just I'm I'm a font snob um but yeah i'm i'm a music i'm a musician uh i don't like the term creative because i think it gets overused mm-hmm. uh i feel like there's certain things that are not you know th- there's people that are creative but not good you know True. so yeah. um I, I just feel like i'm a musician i'm a producer i'm a guy that likes fiddling and figuring out how things work uh, yeah, and apart from that, I I'm, I'm hella emotional. So, <laughs> I, I I I'm addicted to feeling. Yeah, uh, and that's something that causes me to dive deeper into my music, just because, mm. uh, constantly chasing, uh, 
a dialect and communication that's clear that everybody will understand what I'm saying, whether it's musically, whether it's visually, whether it's uh, with actual conversation. Just trying to figure out how to say something. It's probably what my full-time job is. Like yeah. com- mm. com- communicating whether it's through ideas or music. So that's like kind of, that. yeah. Um, Cause most people are like, yeah, I'm a producer, but like, what if I stop producing tomorrow? I'm still going to try to figure out how to communicate mm-hmm. with people in certain ways. And it's absolutely, gonna, mm-hmm. it's going to, it's going to come out a certain way. So, yeah. Nice. So what was the, I think the initial thing is what was the creative process? Like the creative collaboration on this track? Godly. Um, I, I hit him up and I told him where I was in the project. Um, and what did you say? I just was, I just was like, yo, I need something that's like, oh man. Uh, I, I had a few references. One of them, uh, was our, is a favorite band of ours called Sunlux, mm-hmm. um, that I don't think many people know about and they should know about. Um, I even referenced a track that the band that he's in for King's Kaleidoscope. Um, but I was just explaining to him, you know, he knew the the name of the project. I told him I'm looking for something like that feels heavenly, that's orchestral, but that's, that hits hard. Uh, and I was like, but it's, I want it to be D still like auto always. Like anytime I tell him, I think that's a given. Anytime I tell him like what I'm looking for, he does it. He makes it, D still, he puts his stamp on it, which is a Bruh, very Bruh, because I can't stamp. sound like nobody else, right. man. That's whack. <laughs> yeah, that's facts. So, like, I, I, I definitely like I, that's what I came to him with, mm-hmm. and I not, and then the last thing I told him, I was like, because I'm finna wrap my ass off, mm-hmm. like I'm, I'm, I'm finna go crazy on this. You got to, you can't not rap, bro. What kind of a person are you? <laughs> you say like, yo. <laughs> Give me a dope, re- a dope beat, and I'm a not rap. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, and that's, and that's one thing that he's always pushed me. Like, th- the reason why people hear, and I- I'm being completely like, this is like honest oh, and go. upfront. Here like, go. here we go. D still has really shaped my ear as a producer and an artist and a musician, like, he's really shaped, helped shape my ear, um, putting me on to all kinds of music, like, he's always, you know, he'll send me stuff, or he'll show me a lot of, like, sound design stuff, like, like I talked about this in the, in the you know, in the other episode, I believe, you know, for, for Cool With You in the, in the last episode, like, that he, like, he's the reason, he's one of the main reasons, like, why Pelham Jr. came about, if I didn't say that, I'm saying it now. Like mm-hmm. he, uh, when it ca- when it comes to sound design, like he influenced me to do that, and so um, a lot of a lot of the way like my brain works and how I make things and how I do things uh, is 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 because of the, my biggest one of my biggest influences is Daniel Steele. Mm. So, man, yeah, man, I don't know what to say. Man, bro, you already know, dog. Like, I I know, but it's still weird hearing it. You know. <laughs> well, Daniel, how did you take Pat's uh, notes um, for this track and implement them to make the uh, instrumentation that you did for this track? Man, 
Okay, so here's something that Pat knows about me. I'm a very, I pay attention to words that people say. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I hold you to that. So I'm like, oh, you said you wanted this feel. So when when I start like sitting down, the first thing I start to think is like, well, what kind of progressions feel like like that feeling? Like mm-hmm. what what so I got on the piano and I and the sample that's in that joint, I made it from scratch where it's like, you know, da 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 like all that all that stuff that's happening there and just chopping it and that felt heavenly to me. Mm-hmm. Um and then like the second half of the beat, I was like, well, what happens? What happened? Why do you go to heaven? It's because you die. And then the mm. second part of the second part of the beat, which has like that crazy choir kind of thing happening, is like the moment when you're dead and like your spirit is like leaving your body. Like, you know, when you see that image of like Yeah. Like like a ghost or some shit. Like, yeah. Just coming out. You know, like like yeah. just that vibe. I was like, what does that vibe sound like? Wow. Like it's like, yo, you like you get hit by a car and now you're seeing yourself float away from your body. What does that sound like? Mm. Like, what does that moment sound like? And then in my head, I have all these references of films that I've watched. Um, part I don't know if you know this, Pat, but part of the texture of that kind of reminds me of the movie Ghost. Uh, with uh, Patrick Swayze. It's about Patrick Swayze. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Like, no, I'm an 80s kid. You know what I'm saying? So I, I grew up with all that stuff. So... There's certain textures and vibes and moods that come from the way that film looks. Yeah. And I and and the way that I make music is I, you know, I'll turn YouTube on and turn the sound off and just try to make music to stuff that I'm seeing. Mm-hmm. And see and, and, and just and try to like, you know, capture those emotions and feelings. Yeah. So that the music kind of never needs words. You could actually tell what it's about mm-hmm. without words. So, That's really yeah. cool. Yeah, I know that was kind of rambly. Nah, man, no, that was great. Like, no, that makes perfect sense. Yeah, Pat, you were saying that, you know, and, well, both of you guys were saying that this you wanted a beat where you could rap on it. Yeah, like, <laughs> and you, you've talked about how you feel like your songwriting has improved, obviously, as uh-huh. you've matured as uh-huh. as an artist. Um, so why are you especially proud about the songwriting on this particular track? Um, one because his production brings something out of me that not even my own production does. Um, what is that? I don't know. It's just, it's just not to say, and this is no discredit to anybody. Like everybody on the, who's produced JP chop, yeah, Alex, every, like, everybody's they, great. They yeah. all bring, they all, huh? What'd you say? I said everybody, the whole album was great. The production on it. Yeah. Like it, like they all bring out different things, you know, in me. But I don't I don't know what it is about like I think it's just the the chemistry that we have and the bond and the relationship that we share. Um, it's I would say it's almost as if like um, it's not a sense of letting D still down, but it's it's more so of like I want I want my my big brother to smile. I want him to be, you know what I'm saying? Like you you have an older brother who teaches you all these things, and it's like like the master teaching a student and it's like I, I I want my big brother to smile at this mm-hmm. you know and be like blown away by it um but also just his brain it just it 
the way he creates, even the way he was talking about the movie references and all those things, like the sounds, the textures, everything, it just brings something aside of me out that like not in sometimes sometimes not even my own. Cause so I won't lie and say when I make stuff, it makes sense to where some of the things that I make, if not the majority of them, bring something out of me like Daniel's production does because Daniel taught me a lot. Mm-hmm. Like I am somewhat of a prodigy, like of, you know what I'm saying? Like I learned a lot from him, mm-hmm. but when he does it, it's the original, you know what I'm saying? And it brings things out, like just the the writing side out of me, evoke, invokes certain emotions. So it's a combination of that. I want my big brother to love this, but also just like the production, the spacing, everything. And so like, for this pro, like for this, well, not for this project, but for this particular song, it was like he knew what I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. He also knows my lyrical capability. Like he's told me, like, dude, you're one of my favorite writers. You're one of my favorite rappers. Mm-hmm. Like, and that's not a a light compliment coming from him. Oh yeah, because I don't like nobody. You know exactly, <laughs> exactly. And so he knows what to do to make me rap. Mm-hmm. You know. Uh, but he does it in the D still way. And when I got it, I just am out. Cause I told him out, like I told him what I wanted to do, but I was like, as I've referenced before, I was like every fucking bar, hmm. like gotta go off. It gotta be yeah. stupid. And yep. my mentality, what were you saying, Dan? Go ahead. No, I was saying, yeah, that, I know you to be that way. Cause like your work ethic when it comes to writing is, is what I look forward to. Mm. I'm like, I'm like, oh yeah, I'm gonna give him this beat, but I know it's gonna come back a thousand times better once I hear his verse. Yeah, mm-hmm. because you just not, you're not a schlep. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. once you hit the side, <laughs> once you hit the sideways hat button a little bit, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like once, once your joints start, you know, going we to start. We got a joke. This is inside joke. Yeah, it's just like it's a reference to. <laughs> You know, producers who, no disrespect, man, but just producers who are just stuck on one particular sound, which is like the golden era of rap. Mm. And we we, we, references that, we reference it as Sideways Hat, but. <laughs> <laughs> that, that visualization is perfect. It is. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, it's like, it's like, oh, we bought a rap. And you know how like on old Power Rangers, like yeah. Megazord used to like start shifting. So like I always feel like when Cass is about to get into rap mode, like the cybernetic hat just starts turning sideways. I didn't I didn't go sideways hat on this one at oh, all. Oh man. I didn't go sideways. I didn't go sideways hat, man. Um I stay clear where I stay clear away, far away from sideways hat land, bro. <laughs> Daniel, is there something about is there something specific uh, about the way that Pat approaches lyrics that you take into account when you're composing a track specifically for him? So two things I would say. I am very familiar with his patterns as far as how he raps. Mm. Um, I've known him long enough where I could say, oh, I could kind of... N- like foresee how he's going to attack this joint. But then he surprises me a lot. Mm. Um, so I I go into the beat saying, man, I got to leave some room for some stuff. 
but I'm kind of working in a way where I know that this is going to work for him already. Um, and that's just from knowing him. So part of the way that I produce records is uh, I don't like to do the whole like, hey, I'm going to send you a whole, you know, folder of beats kind of thing. Mm -hmm. um, I, I like to work with the person and invite them to my home, yeah. and spend time with them and get to know their families. They get to know mine. Um, because when that kind of symbiosis happens, uh, you can kind of start developing some sort of musical telepathy with the person where you can kind of, it's, I, I, I consider it to be the same kind of like telepathy that bass players and drummers have right? when they're on stage, mm -hmm. you know, it's like you can anticipate their next move or the next, you know, articulation that they're going to do. So that's kind of the thing. That's why I like to spend time with the artists that I work with, because if I know you, I know what your moves are and I know what your, what, what your favorite BPM is. And I know that Pat loves beats where the kick is like, boom. And then the snare is like, God, like just, it's, I know him. I, I know that that's his pocket. Uh, so, um, yeah, that's something that, uh, is really special. And that only comes with time. Mm -hmm. You know, it only comes with time because we've known, you know, we've been working on music for years now and i think we're probably gonna make our best stuff like later yeah because hmm. it just comes with time you know and the more you get to know somebody the better you you know how to communicate with that person yeah that makes sense yeah pat, yeah. pat what inspired this song just wanted to rap man like part of that and then it turned into something else like um and i wanted to say too like every, just what he's saying about inviting people over, you know, working with art, like all of that stuff, like that, as a producer, that's part of, like I've learned a lot of this from him. I'm just listening like, damn, man, I've learned like a lot from this guy. Mm -hmm. um, but, and I appreciate the sentiments because I'll say this too, when it comes to Daniel producing things and knowing what I'm going to do, and then I surprise him, sometimes he will change it up. He changes it up all the time. But he pushes me like I'll hear certain beats and I and and sometimes it it challenge me to do something different like mm -hmm. um which I I definitely appreciate but I'll say that uh it's in the beginning it's just I just wanted to rap like mm -hmm. it was one of the moments where it's like let me just remind you and show you just because I'm out here making these really cool songs and feel good music and all this, let me just show you, like, my pen is better. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm I'm just better. Right. And it turned into something else as I was writing it. And um, the the context or the, the, well, the, the concept rather turned into, because um, when I started writing, that was my objective. But I was like, you know what? Let me tell you why my why I want to be better at what I do, you know what I'm saying, and grow and the inspiration mm -hmm. is it, to impress God. You know what I'm saying? And because at the end, I kind of like conclude everything, you know, is I will never, ever be able to make anything better than what God has created. But let me try to, you know, knowing mm -hmm. that I'll never like that's the standard. You know what I'm saying? Each time, let me just keep getting better and better and better and better. 
Um, and th- that was essentially, and I, and so going into it, I started off, um, thinking I was going to like, I'm just going to rap. But then I was like, no, there's an actual, there's a concept behind this. Um, and that's why, uh, and I know I might be jumping too far ahead, but I felt like the timing of the track before with remember why, um, it was befitting because I had gotten that call from my homie Nate mm-hmm. and he just left a voicemail. And I, as soon as I heard it, cause I was on my walk and I hit him back. But I, before I called him back, I listened to the voicemail. I was like, this has to go on the project. And I knew, and, and then I didn't know at first, but then, cause I was writing godly during that time. But I knew it needed to go in the project. And then once I had finished Godly and recorded it, I said, this voicemail needs to go before this track because mm-hmm. it's perfect. Like I set it up to where that co- that conversation was motivation for me and everything. And then I was just like, it reminded me like why like why I do this, you know, ultimately why I do this, not, you know, for career like to impact like all of that stuff is great impact people money all that pay my bills all that okay cool at the end of the day what is the ultimate reason why i do this because god gave me the gift that's the old he gave me the gift he made me to do this and i do it my inspiration of course you know people talk about friendly competition and stuff but i remind myself he's the competition that i see like I'm inspired every day when I see stuff that God makes to create my own stuff. So is that what godly is? That's essentially where it comes from. Hmm. Um, it's a play on words. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's kind of like the concept of godly uh, and what I'm making is godly, right? From the concept of God gave me the gift, but then also small g, like what I like. I remember telling my wife when me and Daniel worked on. I thought I knew and the way the project came out and everything, just him, me and him working on it and the lyrics. Like, I was like, yo, this shit was, it was godly. Like mm-hmm. lowercase G, like, you know, I, it was great. It was just levels of greatness, you know, me and him working together. And so I, I play with that concept <laughs> in different ways. You know, I make the references to godlike mythical characters, you know, from Poseidon to mm-hmm. Swamp Thing from DC Comics, um, celebrities. I make reference to, you know, because some people, you know, see them as gods, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So I'm making these references, and and then I kind of like, you know, I start off with the Jesus reference because I talk about Pontius Pilate, and, you know, I start from the very beginning and just kind of build this scheme throughout the way of, these godly personas, Santa Claus, like all of this stuff, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And I play with, you know, when I say it's godly in the beginning, the first it's godly is like, I'm showing you the strength of my pen, but then I do this other scheme in between going up to the next, it's godly, like godly as in, uh, like, as in I make mistakes. It's Mm -hmm. not God, it's godly Mm -hmm. because I'm not him. Mm -hmm. So it, it's so many layers in that song. Mm-hmm. And then the other thing is, too, the beautiful thing about it, I have my intention when I'm writing. But then I also realize when I go back and listen to it, God has his intentions, too, because I was, I'm was i going back and listening to it and finding these new layers. And I'm like, I didn't 
I didn't mean to do that, but it's there. You, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. That wasn't intentional, but it's there. And so, um, so many layers, man. I, you know, I'm working on some more content that will explain some of the lyrics on some of the lyrics on this on this project. Um, and I'm gonna, I have to do that one. I have to. There are a couple runs in this song that I really love. Your, uh, I love the Sonic Hedgehog run and the Christopher Nolan run are some of okay, my favorites yeah. on this one. That was, those were really cool. <laughs> yeah. uh, Daniel, so what is it like when you make a beat for any artist um, and then you hear the lyrics executed on top of it? And like, what does it feel like when everything kind of clicks in that moment? Well, it depends the artist, man. Sometimes it feels really good. Sometimes it feels like regret. Mm. Oh, you know? wow. I hope you don't feel um, any regret with me, bro. <laughs> no, because I'll tell you. I'm like, fam, don't put that out. You know? <laughs> but um, it's just one of those things where a lot of times people don't consider the producers to be artists themselves. So they kind of put them in this part of the process where it's like, oh no, you just give me music and I will make this a song. Mm -hmm. uh, part of what I try to do is I try to give you a song. Like, I hope that makes sense. Like, mm -hmm. if, like, cause Pat knows when I, whenever I do my own beats, people come back to me as like, yo, I wrote a song to the beat that you made because the song was already there based mm. off of, based off of what you what you did to it already. Um, all I had to do was add my perspective and my words to it. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's something that I just try to do. I try to give somebody the complete idea rather than just give them part of it because I don't, sometimes I don't trust, <laughs> I know it's gonna sound crazy, but I don't trust artists all the time to do the right thing on tracks. Mm -hmm. Because of my own predispositions because of my own anxiety, because of my own, you know, cynical worldview <laughs> of, yeah. of society. You know, I'm just like, mm -hmm. are you really going to do this justice? But when it comes to guys like Pat, I know him well enough to know that he's going to do it justice. And most of the artists that I work with are my friends. I don't really work with people that I don't rock with. So most of the people that I work with, I trust them. And I, and I trust their artistic integrity. I trust their choices. Um, I, you know, I trust that what they're saying is coming from a real place and not just low-hanging fruit, which I feel like most music nowadays is low-hanging fruit. Yeah. Um, so, uh, because music that doesn't come from a real place doesn't have real results. Mm. Uh, and I feel like that's what we're really missing uh with music in general the reality of what's really going on in your life actually going into your songs versus your song being a, a instagram profile of who you are mm -hmm. you know because most people you know they only show the best part of themselves yeah yeah uh the worst part of yourself is something that can easily be rejected and ridiculed and judged. And I think when you make music from that place, uh, 
you actually impact more people. That's why David was so impactful in the Bible. Because yeah. when you read Psalms, he talks about the good times, but he also talks about, you know, writing Psalms to God while hiding in a cave, fearing for his life, mm-hmm. being taken from him, yeah. from Saul. And then, you know, he talks about, my son hates me. And God, do you still love me, even though I've had this lady's husband murdered? And all these kind of situations that are real, like David showing the worst side of him, but still kind of like, man, God's grace is good that I got to sing about it. Mm-hmm. And that's and that's what I feel like music from a real place is something that we just got to lean into some more, like not be afraid of being judged, but actually embrace the judgment because people are going to relate to you more. Yeah. Like people are just going to rock with you because they're like, you know what? He wasn't afraid of saying that he went through that. So I'm going to talk about it, you know, Mm -hmm. and I'm going to share my kind of situation. So that's kind of what I try to do with, with music is like, like I said in the beginning, communication is the most important thing to me at the end of the day. It's like, fam, did you understand what I was trying to tell you? Right. And if you do, then I did my job. I don't care if you didn't dance to it, because that's not the point. The point is, did you understand what I was trying to tell you? And did it did it move you? Yeah. Not not in the way that, you know, people want to be moved now, where I feel like we we man, this is where we start getting crazy. We're in a time where people all produce the same sounds so that they can all move the same way. Yeah. Everybody has the same goals, the same aspirations, the same, uh, you know, everything. Um, and part of what makes me different is because I live a different kind of life is why I make different kind of music. My goals are different. And I, all I care about is being a good husband and provider and 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 being being a real artist where my stuff is filled with integrity rather than just like being cool. Like I'm done being cool. Yeah. Like I, I'm done being cool. I'm, I don't need to be relevant. I need mm-hmm. to be impactful. Mm. When, um, go ahead. Sorry. No, no, no. That's, that's it. Basically. When did you, uh, when were you done being cool? Probably in my twenties. Was there an event that kind of sparked it or was it a gradual realization of something? Uh, man. So I feel like I saw the black cat loop in my twenties, like from the matrix, mm. you know, when the cat, when the cat walks by twice and you're like, yo, mm-hmm. wait, what's, 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 was that a glitch? Yeah. Like, and I remember in my twenties, just like realizing, man, none of this stuff is worth it. Like, like none, none of this stuff that people think is important, like, it's just not worth it. What's worth it is the st- the stories that you hear at the show. When somebody comes up to you at the end of the show and says, hey, man, that song you wrote really stopped me from shooting myself in the middle of the night. Or, yeah. or hey, man, like, you know, I was about to, you know, take a bunch of pills and do this thing. And, man, I heard this one track that you made and it totally took me out of that mindset and to me, that's the equivalent of David going to play harp for Saul. And, and you know, there was actually something happening in the music because 
it, it helped Saul, you know, calm the demons in his life. So that to yeah. me, all I care about is being impactful and having like real connections with the people that are listening to my stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's kind of why I also like, man, the social media thing is not important to me because I know most of the people that follow me don't actually follow me. They just want to see what I'm doing. Yeah. And it's, it's not, an, it's, they don't care about me, my family, my, you know, you know, Don, Donnell Rollins said something funny. Um, uh, I forgot who, who it was about. Oh, it was about Nipsey Hussle. He was like, man, most people have a rest in peace uh, photo ready for you. Wow. Like, that's, that's all they want. He's like, he's like, they got one in their phone ready to just say that, you know, they were mm-hmm. part of your journey, but it's, it's not real. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, so I don't, I don't want none of that stuff. I just want to have real relationships. And those real relationships cause me to make real music. And from from real conversations, not on some old like, you know, hey, what are you working on? Oh, yeah, I'm I'm working with. Nah, who cares about that shit? No one. Like at the, at the end of the day, what kind of a man were you, and what impact did you have to those directly surrounding you? That's all I yeah. care about. And if I make music from that place, I think I'm doing my job. I'm not saying that. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm not saying I'm. It's it's a perfect position to think from. But I know for me, it's manageable. Yeah. Yeah. Nah, I, I ditto, man, to everything. I feel the same way. What kind of impact do you, both of you guys, um, think this song would have on a listener? Mm. Um, it's, it's definitely going to tell a lot of rappers and this here's the fr- the friendly competition part. Get your bars up, bro. Like, <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. I mean, it did that. Like, like Tyler was, you know, on the first episode, and and he even talked about like, you know, how I was like, man, I sat in the parking lot of my church and listened to it and blasted this joint. It was rocking <laughs> out, and I was like, yeah, bro. Um, you know, and and how much he enjoyed it, and it was like, nah, I got to get back into like, you know, like my rap, my rapper bag, you know. Um, cause with him, you know, I, I, like I, I was telling him or saying on the episode, like I'm in that space where it's like, I am focusing on songwriting, but I found this happy medium where it's like, people like to hear aggressive or, you know, rapping Pat Jr. where he's just, just rapping like mm-hmm. great, you know? Um, and it's not more so focused on, um, songwriting, but you get into the lyrical ability of like, or I get it, I get into the lyrical ability of what I do. But I definitely think that it it will be it will impact them in that way. But then also the overlying message um, of being impacted to just make great art, like um, from that aspect of being inspired by something greater than you, you know, somebody greater than you, mm-hmm. um, and and to create from that aspect um, and look around, look at what's the world, you know, people not just people and their emotions and their situations, but, you know, people I've heard by other creators saying that when they travel, they travel across the world or travel to other places somewhere in the mountains and they just get inspiration from that Mm -hmm. just by seeing the mountains and seeing other, you know, types of land, you know, lands and all that stuff like that, like uh, being inspired by those things. And I think that song says that too. I mean, th- excuse me, this song, Godly says that too. Um, 
So I, I think definitely uh, I was talking to a friend of mine and, and she was saying that she felt like she was listening to it. She felt it. She was like, it felt like a real heavenly place um, where it's like you barring out, but it's different because it's not like a, like some crazy, like hard beat, but it's just, it's just this really nice conju- like juxtaposition of the two. Um, and it just feels really good. She was like, I felt like it was a really, it was, she was like, it was somewhat of a spiritual moment for me. Um, and so I was like, wow, that's, that's crazy. So it kind of gives different, you know, some of that same feeling from to, to different people. Mm-hmm. I just, I had a great time making it and it, and it, from my personal pen, it really showed me what I was made of in that moment, and it also humbled me. Like, yo, you gotta get better. Yeah. This is great, but nah, keep leveling up. You mm-hmm. know. So, um, yeah. What about you, Daniel? How do you think it impact people, or what's your perspective on that? Ditto. <clears throat> but I also got this crazy image in my head <laughs> when I. <laughs> <laughs> he always does this, man. What's up? Tell me. Nah, I just pictured like. I picture the whole movie, fam. Like, I, yeah. Like, like, ah, uh, like, remember how I told you the whole concept of like you floating outside your body? Yeah, 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 like, yeah. Like, I pictured like, not you, but somebody dies, like, like a battle rapper or something dying, <laughs> and he's floating outside the body, trying to stay connected to his body <laughs> with the with the, with the mic cord, right? He's floating outside the body. He's just like. You know, I said, you know, let me rap, you know, like he's just like kind of like going in. It's almost like even in death, you're still operating in your gifts, you know? And I think that's, that's something that's said about good artists that even in their death, Mm. they're, they're operating in their gifts. Like fam, how many, how many times have we heard a Tupac verse that still hits us? Yeah. Yeah. You know, like how many times have we heard a Biggie, a Nipsey, a X verse that's like, ah, it still does it. Yeah. And that's and that's the concept that I'm thinking. It's like, it's like, fam, even after you go, if it's godly, it will still impact. Mm, that's good. You know? Man. Uh, because like that's why it talks about every good gift comes from God. Yep. So I'm just like, oh, it don't matter if I'm here or not. If it came from God, it's, it's going to work. It's going to be here. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Um, that's why Dilla, his beat still changed the world. Yeah, man. Because his gift came from God. Yeah. Yeah, and he and he maxim. I, I think, and you're hitting on something too, like, it's God gives us the responsibility to to get better with it, right? Like, we have that responsibility to make it better because if you just sitting on it and not doing anything with it, it's not going to grow. Like it's your mm-hmm. responsibility to impact people with, Hey, I've gave you this, I gave you this gift, but now you've got to really turn up and, and, and sharpen it on a daily. And so it just goes back to me appreciating what Daniel said about like how he approaches music, you know, diving deep into his emotions and then, figuring out how to communicate. That's something that I need to like hearing him say that's like, man, I got to do better with that. Like, hmm. I feel like I've, I've done that. I, th- I feel like I've done that fairly. Well, I won't say fairly well. I think I've done that pretty good, hmm. you know, on this project. Um, but I want to, and that's just me critiquing myself as far as this aspect. 
But I want to dive even deeper, you know, because this man is still is like digging deep to the inner parts and how can I communicate this sonically? I think that's I think that's beautiful. I have I have a I have a question. I have a question. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Intention on the record. So I noticed that most of the tracks all yeah, most of the tracks Mm -hmm. didn't have drums from the in the beginning. Yeah. Um, and they were all like, I'm rapping over sounds. Mm-hmm. And then the beat would drop. Mm-hmm. Or sometimes there wouldn't be a drop. So I'm like, was that intentional? Yeah. Okay, because... You know where I, you know where I, I got that from, right? What? Come on, bro. I, I, the first track on, our, on, the, on the joint we did together on 2000... Oh, I no, I knew. no, no, of course. Yeah, I know. But I thought I knew is... is to me... I come mm-hmm. from being able to rap over nothing means yeah. that you already have an internal rhythm. Yeah. Right? And and that's really important mm-hmm. to me because that's the mark of a good rapper. It's like, oh, if you could bar over violins and like strings and all this stuff. That's why I give them Griselda dudes mad props. Because Facts. they don't even got drums on their beats. <laughs> they didn't know not at all. At right? least not some of them. Yeah, or the beats is just they just little little itty bitty drums. Yeah, you know, but they, but their pocket is crazy, crazy. Yeah. So for me, I'm just like, man, that's just special. There's something emotional about, um, being exposed, mm-hmm. like not having the beat save your ass. Right, right. Yeah. Um, I, I, and, and yeah, yeah. No, my bad. Sorry. No, yeah. no, no, no. So no you good? That you was good. just a thought. That was just a thought. Yeah, that was just a thought that I had because from listening to record, I was like, man, he got some long ass intros on here. Mm-hmm. Um, but I realized, ah, it's the theme. It's like the theme of yes. like, like not leaning on the glitz and the glare of production. Yes. Even though the production is great, but leaning in more on the songwriting aspect of it and kind of like, well, I'm using my words to make you have the feels. Exactly. You know? Yeah. I, I yeah. think and I, I I you you're spot on because when I think about the first track, I'll admit, rem- you remember remember that? Like mm-hmm. I remember you telling me the drums are coming in later. Like I think you'll sound good just rapping over a vibe. And that challenged me. You know what I'm saying? Cause I, I don't I don't think at that point I had never done anything like that. Mm-hmm. But it felt good in a it allowed the space for me to dig deep and dive deep into my feelings and my emotions and like it gave me the space to like I have to be very like upfront with my words very it 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 took away the the anxiousness or the desire for me to go super acrobatic and be like crazy with my cadence and it was just like nah just say it hmm. you know not to say I didn't I'm gonna put some wordplay in there. I'm gonna, you know, express myself poetically, but it was it just gave me the space to be like be in tune with my emotion and my thought for the song. So I used, I'll admit, admittedly, <laughs> for like the the beginning of that to kind of um lay the groundwork as far as the production for this project. I mean, because you hit gold's in, there's no drums at all. Right then, you have Godly. There are no drums in the beginning. 
Cool With You, same thing. There's no drums in the beginning, you know. Um, I think those are, I think that's it. It might be something else nah, I'm missing. Nah, but. bro, all them, like, bro, when I started to really, like, when I really went in on it, all them joints had large amounts of space in the beginning. Mm, mm. And it was about setting the tone. Yeah. And giving you the room to speak versus, like, oh, I'm going to just go in on this beat. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah, like like your joint wasn't like you know your hat didn't start twisting to the side <laughs> at all. <laughs> I was just saying, uh, I noticed on Godly that uh, yeah, like that's that's the thing throughout this album is that their drums really aren't present on the first third or half of the tracks that are coming mm-hmm. up. But I did notice on Godly, you've got piano, you've got like a ride cymbal happening, and then there is like on the two and the four, it sounds like a snare drum with the snare off. And it's so like subtle that it it does still keep that like percussion tempo mm-hmm. with you. And then obviously things get heavier as it goes on. But I did know I was listening to that. I was like, oh, there is something there keeping yeah, you the listener. Because I time. like working with uh, a lot of foley and percussion and like yeah. pound sounds. Mm-hmm. Uh, to me, that's like the world that I come from. Just especially being a sound designer yeah. and kind of like figuring out how to use nature to mm-hmm. make you dance. Um, I like that. that's something that, that, uh, I love doing in Pat's beats. Like, man, I remember some of the first joints that we worked on, I put them up on the Foley stuff. Mm-hmm. I was yeah. like, Hey man, you, you gotta, you gotta add like all these leaf rustles and all this crazy <laughs> stuff, and, you know, like snacking on Doritos and all this kind of sounds yeah. that's just like, you wouldn't consider them to be drums, but just it's just stuff that's happening around you all the time, mm-hmm. and you don't you don't realize that God put that stuff there to just make us naturally move. Yeah, you know, and I just want to put that in my music. Um, yeah, Pat, I just gotta say, man, album is dope, bro. Thanks, man. Daniel, what's your favorite track other than this one? Rest. Mm. Okay, and it's cause like. Even though I'm like older and I'm like in my mid 30s. That surprises me, man. Well, it's because that song, the music makes me feel mm. like it just makes me like, oh, like I want either like, I want to see my dog bite somebody right now. <laughs> I want like, like, <laughs> like I want him to lose his mind. <laughs> <laughs> Um, or like, or like, yo, just get my order wrong so I could turn up. <laughs> and it's funny because the name of the track is rest, right. but the beat is just so like tense. Yeah. And that's what, you know, pe- people have this assumption of me that because I'm hella soulful that I don't like turn up music and, but I produce pressure for Pat. Yep. Mm. You know, I I produce some of the most ratchet joints for people. Yeah, he's got some. Um, yeah. So bro. it's like I like that stuff. I like that stuff a lot. Yeah. yeah. You know. So, but you just got to really be rapping on it, though. Mm-hmm. That's the thing. It's like you can't quavo your way into this track. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like you can't. You got to rap, rap. Yeah. Um. But again, you know, the era that we live in, you know, people take things that are positive, like actually caring about your art, and they just say that you're old. Mm, 
You yeah. know, it's like it's like, oh no, I actually use words and vocabulary in my sentences. Are you old as hell? Yeah. Like <laughs> no, no, I actually know how to communicate, and that's something that only comes with age. No, age means that you've lived longer and you've seen more things, so that you can you can actually communicate a narrative and a story clearer. Right. <laughs> from from a from a perspective with longer distance. Um. The reason why young music sounds the way that it does is because they haven't been here for long. So they don't mm-hmm. have enough in their vocabulary. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. it's it's very, you know, very short, very hollow. The beats sound like the time that they've spent on Earth. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Some you of know? it is good. Some of it is good, but... No, I'm not saying it's bad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying... I'm saying that... I'm saying it's that very experience-based. It's, yeah. it's experience-based. Yeah. And remember, the, a lot of times it's a regression too. Like the older you get, the more you start, the, the less you start to put in your music and the more you just want it to be about the words and you don't want it to be about the orchestrations. You know, when I think of some of my like heroes, like one of my production heroes is Tom York. Uh, mm-hmm. And like, that's who inspires me a lot. Uh, just because I'm a Radiohead baby, you know? Uh, it's kind of like what i come from when i when i think about my inspiration for hip-hop it's probably dilla radiohead mad lib sun lux sun Ra, like stuff that's like very like texture based but tom york's songwriting is kind of something that inspires me to make hip-hop beats yeah because it's so spacious and ghostly and emotional and Yeah. yeah it's yeah, dude, dude's in my top, literally in my top five. Yeah. Uh, That's awesome. Yeah. Sorry, I'm rambling and I'm getting mad text mail. <laughs> no, it's part. all good. It's all good. It's, it's, it's um, probably my wife texting me like, are you alive? <laughs> <laughs> uh, one thing I did want to point out before we wrap things up. Um, now, we don't have an episode on Remember Why because mm-hmm. it is kind of considered interlude and we talked a little bit about it earlier in this right. episode. One thing I wanted to, it's not a question, but mm-hmm. I, one thing I wanted to point out is that I know it's a voice. It's a voicemail of encouragement from your friend mm-hmm. here. And you decided to put it on the album because mm-hmm. it helps like kind of inspire the work that went into godly. Right. Hearing it as a listener, it's incredibly impactful just to listen to that interlude. Absolutely. Like if you're not feeling good about yourself, if you're having a down day yeah. and you've got Pat Jr.'s album on, if, if you're not in a good mood after Gold's and Black Beam and this fire cool with you, <laughs> right? then uh, remember why it comes up and it's just a direct message of encouragement to you, the listener. Yeah. To keep keep doing you. Yeah. Which I just wanted to say is very appreciated, I think, among the sound. No, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, yeah, I, I like my homie Nate, uh, funny enough, his last name is Church. <laughs> uh <laughs> this is real last name. Um yeah, he's a good friend of mine, incredible rapper and writer, man, and he's getting back into the the music now cuz he stepped away from it and you know, was being a dad and and all that stuff and had to conquer some some fears and um but super dope. Um and just a really good guy, man. Good friend of mine and like that's just him. He will call me out of nowhere with just something on his heart and just wants to say, I just want to encourage you. I just want to say this and keep going. And he's like, bro, no, you are my favorite rapper. Like, you're my favorite, like, writer. Like, and and 
and I and I appreciate that. Uh, we challenge each other, um, but yeah, man, I, I I I had that in mind too. I was like, you know, this is a cool like interlude to kind of present godly, but also in my mind, I was like, people need to hear this. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe you have a friend that reminds you, you know, of of that, um, or that does well that does that for you. Mm-hmm. And, and you may not have one, you know, but I I feel like people needed to hear that, like for that very purpose you said, um, in that moment, if they needed to hear that, you know what I'm saying? Um, and at first I was like, well, he's going to say going into 2021, people are going to listen to this beyond 2021. Um, and he references 2020 or whatever, or alludes to it. 2020 was just a crazy year for everybody. So I think that's also a moment that people will reflect on when listening to this if they don't listen to it this year. Uh, so I just, I just thought it was perfect. Shout out to JP for um, me and him scored that together. Um, for, for the most part, it was him. And he intentionally, like, the intention was to kind of play the chords or allude to the chords of Godly in that to present it so it would flow right into it. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, man. Um, you got anything else for us? Or? I think that's about it, man. Well, Unless shoot. you got anything no, else. No, no, that's that's it. Uh, Daniel, know, I, man. I like this Taylor guy, man. This Taylor guy. Hey, yo, yo, yeah. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, man. He's good people. Yeah, he is, man. Uh, still, did you want to share anything else? You want to say anything else, man? Nah, man, I'm I'm hungry, so I gotta go get something. Hey, man, I feel that, bro. Man, (laughs) Man, thank you, thank you so much for uh, being on a podcast, man. Um, You already know, bro. We talk every day, dog. Like, yeah, man. This this thing, like, I'm excited just because you know, seeing you persevere, yeah, and not give up on music, and not you know, and every like. You know, you know, you already know, man. Yeah, like, yeah. I just Daniel's just like, Daniel's one of them dudes that I've called and been like, "Yo, man, I'm about. I don't know about this music thing." <laughs> and he's just like, "Man, but you ain't did nothing really yet. You got to keep going." <laughs> like, like, and I appreciate those conversations, man. So yeah, um, man, I, I love you. And there's, you know, the the reality is, um, good, good music comes from two things. It comes from victory and it comes from adversity. Mm. You know, and when you learn how to harness those things and and make batteries out of them. Yeah, that's good. It keeps you going. Yeah. You know, and 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 it gives you context for how to communicate with people because most of the movies that we watch and most of our heroes we love their stories because of the the victories and the adversities. Yeah. Like one of the one of the reasons Mike Tyson is one of the most interesting people on earth is because of his victories and his adversities. Yeah. It's like fam, I like he's one of them dudes that you watch and you're crying watching this guy's story. Because mm. you're like, how is it possible that you're hopeful yeah. about anything? Yeah. And it's about perspective. It's about knowing your place on earth and knowing what your role is. Mm-hmm. And that's something that's really important, man. Like, Absolutely. Uh, yeah, it's really important. So, yeah, all I got to share is, man, um, you know, keep being honest in your music. Keep being honest in outside of music. Because yeah. um, if you make dope music, but, but people find out you're a sucky-ass person, 
uh, yeah, yeah, it's not gonna go good for you. Nah, it's not. <laughs> and yeah, and and nah, man, I I appreciate you saying that. That's not just for me. That's for everybody who's a creative or artist or whatever listening to this um, podcast. And and that does it for that for this episode. Uh, I don't even have to say the tagline because he just kind of said it in a nutshell. Yeah. I don't even for this. This is different for the first time ever. I don't need to say the tagline for the show because Daniel just did it. <laughs> so, um, thank you for listening. Um, tune in. Oh, please also uh, do not forget to um, go check out the blog that coincides with this episode for Godly on iampatjr.com. The the captured on Sunday series where you can see all the photography for this particular song because Jessica did. Um, take photos a photo set for godly and all the rest of the songs for the project so go check that out my homie cabby um from canada shout out to him interviewed her and yeah it's just really something really cool we just wanted to present visually to the people so uh, with that being said we'll see you on the next episode peace